I'm Carson Block. Welcome to another episode of Zero Fucks Given, joined by Krista DeLuca and Freddie Brick. And um, we're going to start with a big announcement, right? We've, we promised this. Mm-hmm. We said we're going to bring you fail and set sail, hail fucking ale. And here it is. Now, they here, deliver. Yeah, now here's the thing. If you're listening to this um, the, you know, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you're not watching the video version, you're missing out. But So I'll have to describe this. It's kind of a, um, a pirate um, giving two middle fingers. He's got some ass crack showing. He's on a boat. And uh, underneath the waves are the uh, underwater LPs. So basically... This sends the message that if you can't smash and grab, then you should just go ahead and fail and set sail. Yeah, and you know, for those of you who haven't yet had a chance to buy one of these splendid brews, they're going to be uh, retailing for uh, sixty-eight dollars and forty-two cents. Well, I was thinking fifty-three, as in down fifty-three percent in October two thousand eight. But maybe I'm wrong. But 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 here's the reality, though. And like in all so clever. In all honesty, we can't sell these. And it was a big deal getting these here to Texas because, like, the state line issue. So It was a very big deal. It was a very big deal. So i got to ask you, Krista. Like, you were the one who arranged it. I did. Did did it make you feel, like, closer to your Italian heritage to figure out how to smuggle alcohol across state lines? Um, Yes, it did, Carson. Um, I did really feel closer to my Italian. Krista Capone? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, oh. it wasn't easy actually, and I I thought maybe there'd be a distributor in Texas to customize the labels like that, but no. But that wasn't. And look, for those of you who can't taste it, it's uh, it, it's actually fantastic. Not that um, smash and grab wasn't good, but this has <laughs> tastes of bitterness. Um, you get a real kind of in the back of throat. Um, like a kind of kick of leverage, I find is is in there, and well, it's um, highly concentrated, <laughs> over over concentration. It is. Right? It's a it's a seven percent alcohol. It's yes. it's more than recommended concentration. It, it exceeds the concentration um, limits, does it not? Yeah, and so uh, it it does hit all those fine fine notes. Um, yeah, it's excellent. So anyone who wants can swing by and uh, pick up a fail and set sale pale ale. Yeah, and just do it. <laughs> Do it soon, because, you know, there's counterparty risk. We don't know if we can keep getting these things. (laughs) So, you know, do it while you can. Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, this has been a project that we've been working on. Um, Chris did an excellent job finding the brewery. And the smuggling route. And the smuggling route. And, uh, yeah, shout out to our colleague who lugged these fucking things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was was excellent work. Excellent work. Um, That's very tasty. And... uh, we were able to order these in like a minimum quantity of what, like a hundred? A little bit more than yeah, that. So yeah, so we didn't even have to bribe a brewery. No. Yeah, again, if you can solve the state line issue, um, mm. then yeah, it's California it's came through for us. California came through for us. Something you don't hear a lot of on no. the podcast. Well, I know. All the good shit is leaving California to come to Texas. That's true. <laughs> that That's another way sense. to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, so anyway, I you know that's. This is fun. So I came back to the office, and this was a surprise, mm-hmm. and a positive surprise. And uh, another one was we now have our our summer interns here, and you spent the week with them. Yeah, um, you guys both did. So yep. is that good? It's been really good. Yeah, yeah, it has been. 
Who's your favorite? I'm joking. <laughs> oh uh, so we, yeah, we have four interns. They're, they're doing an excellent job. Um, and, um, you know, look, a few years back, we were thinking like, ah, maybe we'd can the intern program because some interns are more equal than others, it turns out. Um, you know, the ones we have at the moment have, have been really inquisitive and, and been really helpful Smart. on a couple projects we're working on. Um, we did have one intern who um, really, I guess, like not only made me feel inadequate about my you know, lack of private jet travel, but uh, he didn't really want to do the things we asked him to nothing, do, right? Yeah. I mean, nothing. There Pretty was much. that one particular story where you, uh, what did you ask him to do that you refused? I was testing the, the one of the, our researchers were like out, like away in an island and we gave him one of those phones that, those, those big bulky. First of all, it wasn't that bulky. And second of all, it was well, a sea level guy who was fucking sorry. pissed. That I was like, well, <laughs> you're going to be in the middle of the ocean. Like your sea level, like. You need to bring. I mean, there's like two parts you, to you it. You need so to bring like, a sat phone with. He's you. like, hello. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, it was. I was like, who the hell? I'm like, I'm glad that this is not me. So I needed someone to help me test it out. I asked the guy, to, to, this intern, to help me, and because you need line of sight to the satellite. You yeah. Can't do it you can't do it. I'm sorry. You weren't just fucking with him. I was not just fucking with. Him. Not this time. Um, but yeah, like, and so he's like, I'm not doing that. What if someone sees me? I look absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, dude, you don't even know anybody here. You've been here for four days. He's like, you would be surprised how many friends I have. Even, I'm like, he was dead serious. He would say stupid shit all the time. He was from the East Coast and we were in San Francisco. I'm like, I yeah, you've been there four days in San Francisco. I mean, at that Staying point. Staying in East Bay. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I, I think bastion of fucking coolness. At, at that point, like, I you lived know, in the East we, Bay. We, 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 <laughs> well, yeah, you, Kristen, you were always bridge and tunnel crap, right? Shut you up. You were always bridge and tunnel. Go Oakland. Yeah. Well, at that point, like, to be fair, we've been there like a combined like nine years. I don't think we had like four friends between us either. So, I know. Like, this guy might have just been less antisocial than us. He's like, I'm not going to do that. That would look so stupid. Yeah. Now, he was younger. I mean, to yeah. be fair, he was, uh, he was kind of a recent high school graduate. Yeah. Um, you know, did did it as a favor for somebody I knew. His, you know, it was his father. But um, yeah, the really freaky part was when he like run up to me and showed me like, <laughs> like what like the sex he was just receiving from like his. Girls who went to high school with, you know, and just like, bro, Carson's like, like, I can't come on, see hey, that. dude, like, you know, first of all, I, you know, not until we're in international waters. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. There was a time he showed me uh, this picture, and he's like, yeah, these are my sisters. I'm like, oh, know, why are you showing me? He's like, <laughs> everyone thinks my sisters are hot. I'm like, God, this Jesus. just got weirder. Yeah, and this was before Trump dude, before, was yeah. before, before Trump was hot. Was like, yeah, like grabbing. Ivanka's yeah. ass. Yeah. I didn't know what to say to that. Like, yeah, that was I gotta tell weird. you, buddy, I disagree. Or like, he even yeah, asked me, he's like, hot. is my sister not the hottest thing? Jesus. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these were full sisters. They weren't like, you no, know, no. stepsisters <laughs> or, you know, like. Whoa, which makes it better. Uh. Like, a, I don't know, like, I've seen, you know, a lot of like porn clips with like, you know, stepbrother bang stepsister, you know, like, so I assume that that's actually socially acceptable. Uh, you know, but like the full, you know, sibling thing is blood siblings clearly not acceptable. Now, if it was a cousin, it's fine. 
Hey, now, now you're going back to now Italian we, roots again. I was like, I do have that second cousin. Well, so that's the cousin of the roots as opposed <laughs> to the branches. Yeah, the deformed leaves at the end of the branches. Oh, anyways. Well, speaking of which, how was Vietnam? Uh, yeah, it was a great trip. Um, yeah, I was only in Saigon, um, but a lot of energy in that city. People are actually... They seem, so my medium of comparison is always China. Mm-hmm. So I lived all those years there, felt that despite the fact that I have a lot of friends who were Chinese, a lot of issues in that society, especially lack of empathy and really just people not giving a fuck if you know, some random person walking down the street is suddenly, you know, smushed by like a piano falling out. Of, of the <laughs> they, they wouldn't really give a fuck, you know, just, oh, well, that sucks. Vietnam did not seem like that. The, okay. the people seemed to be a lot more connected to others. They, you know, kind of yield. They seem to understand that, you know, you can't all be racing for, you know, the same intersection at the same time if you actually want to get there. So um, maybe that's a small thing. Maybe it's rose-colored glasses. But, um, but yeah, that, that, that was really good. But net-net, I feel like this, and maybe I'm telling myself what I want to hear, but... Um, I feel like this is an excellent time for us to set up there. There's a lot of Asian capital in there from in the public markets from Korea, Japan, Taiwan, mainland China, but there's very little at this moment Western capital in Vietnam. And so I was I was told that we're I think the first American hedge fund to open an office there. So so that would make us the largest Vietnamese <laughs> hedge fund based in Austin. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Even though we wow. have zero AUM since we haven't raised the fund yet, but okay. you know, whatever. I still think we should uh, you know what we should do as well, like we should give ourselves like that those hedge fund awards in Vietnam. Like, you know, you know, like you get every year they email you and they're like, Hey, for like ten thousand dollars you can award yourself right. this. I think uh, Carisdale might have won a few of those awards. Well, well, it reminds me, like, the airlines always used to do that. Like, every airline used to make up its own customer service awards, like the Freddies. Uh, like, <laughs> ser- seriously, it was like Continental always what? gave itself the Freddie Award. Oh, really? I think, like, for best customer service, huh. you know, between Continental and Continental. Yeah, it was like, I remember, you know, like, between the, Continental like the, the Jetway, and- the little poster, be like, you know, Winner of five straight Freddy Awards. But yeah, they all. So it's it's apparently an effective marketing concept. Okay. So we put that on like the front page of the the slide deck, like the winner of the best Vietnamese American Vietnam hedge fund headquartered in Austin. You know, two thousand years in a row. So question on intersections. Um, I haven't been to Vietnam for maybe fifteen years. Last time I was there, crossing the road was pretty scary. Any improvements on the crossing the road situation? No, but the roads are a little bit better, meaning okay. there's less, um, the, the blacktop surface is more functional, so there's less dust that gets kicked up in your face as you try to cross the road incrementally. But it really is like the, you know, and you're too young to remember this, but the Atari game Frogger. Okay. Oh. So you go, you, know, you go like a few feet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could never get past the first screen, but fortunately in Vietnam, I did. <laughs> okay, so the tactic is like just be somewhat determined and hope for the best? No, you got to go a few feet at a time. You have to be predictable, Okay. right? So, you know, best to do sober. 
Um, yeah, and um, generally speaking, it works out. <laughs> so I just had a, a really brilliant thought. Both you and my wife and Krista criticize me for not wearing a helmet on my scooter ride into work. Sounds like you were being pretty fucking reckless and not wearing a helmet walking around as a pedestrian in Vietnam. Do we have a potential business opportunity here? Oh. Well, possibly, but I was going to point out that um, you actually might weigh more than the average Vietnamese person, so... You wow. know, the, mo the momentum of them hitting me is maybe not that, you know, I, not, not that, that I'm, bad. I'm actually with you because I have often made the point to a lot of more narrow-minded um, Caucasians that I am above average height for an Asian female. So, uh, <laughs> which is actually a pretty significant part of the world's population that people seem to ignore for all the like relevant height statistics. So, yeah, it's not that significant. There's been a lot of abortions of those. <laughs> not in Texas. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, so, not anymore. Okay, so like, you think we have a product, or maybe you could just pioneer, pioneer the helmets. You know, the safety thing doesn't really sell that well in developing markets, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, when I when I lived in China, um, in 2005 to 2010, I bought a Toyota Camry, and um, I like I got a driver as well at first because driving there is just it's a ring of hell, um, which I had to do ultimately when I laid the guy off because my business was just you know in the fucking toilet. But um, but in any event, as I'm getting the Camry, I was saying to one of my former colleagues at Jones Day, Shanghai, sort of like very smart guy, well educated. I'd worked, lived and worked in the West for, or in the U.S. for a while. And, like, that's the thing in mainland China. They're just so easy, easily triggered by Japan. So he said to me, he's like, oh, don't get a Japanese car. Like, Why not? They're actually, like, honestly among the best cars on the planet. He's like, oh, you know, well, here in China, they don't build them as well because they want to kill Chinese people. Like, he honestly believed this shit. And I was about to argue with him, but then I stepped back for a second. I'm like, well, actually, the car is moderately more expensive than it would be in the U.S. It does not have side airbags, like I would have gotten in the U.S. at that time. But that's because everything is covered in leather and wood. And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Maybe it's because people in the Chinese market who are buying a $35,000 car want to pretend it's a fucking Rolls Royce with like leather and wood everywhere. So I don't think that's on Toyota, bro. I think you need to care a little bit more about like not going through the side window when you get hit by a car. So uh, there, there was for a few years that like knockoff Chinese Rolls Royce. Do, do you remember that? It was like. What? Maybe like sixty, seventy thousand dollars. They, they like literally took the Rolls Royce, made everything about it a lot shitter, completely ripped off the styling. It was fucking awful. I can't remember the name of it, but it, it really was like, truly just. They could have made a nice car for sixty, seventy thousand dollars, and like, nah, we'll just make this look absolutely shit. I, I don't remember that. I remember like a fifteen thousand dollar. BMW X5 knockoff that was somewhat popular while I was yeah I mean I'm sure there was a real difference you know if you actually got into the inside of the car but mm. um, but you actually one of the one of the funnier things I saw happen in China and by the way like living in a if you want comedy living in a country like that when it's developing it's just hard to beat that but there was this one day to tell you like how 
just absolutely piss poor Chinese cars are made. Um, there was one day I was I was in this western part of Shanghai. We're waiting for we're waiting to be picked up, and it was in front of this Carrefour, which is this hypermarket, and um, just it was Friday afternoon, so bumper to bumper traffic going toward the elevated expressway. Like literally, these cars would just to go down the street. I mean, it would take maybe you know 15 minutes to go a few hundred yards. Like that's how shitty it was. So anyway, there was this one guy who was coming out of Carrefour, and you know, like this sounds like a pejorative to Westerners, but when you live in the developing world, like they're, you know, use the word peasant to describe a lot of the population. Like they're not well educated, they're relatively poor. So there was a, and you can tell just by looking at them. And so, <laughs> no, I mean they, they, no, they, they look like they're, they're not. You have right, peasant screaming to... glasses. <laughs> well, clearly. So in China, they're always like, well, that's why they're in most of Asia. They're paranoid Maybe about getting dark skin that. because if right. you get dark, the darker your skin, like the more of a laborer you appear to be. Right. right. And this is also why taxi drivers would grow their pinky nails like this long. Well, dual use. One to pick their nose. Two to prove oh. that they're not laborers. I but always anyway. thought I that do, was so that they could get rhino horn sniffing I like mean, in the how club. Many, I did not know. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, like, so. I thought I was like, wow, this guy's doing coke. Why have you grown? Yeah, like, you, I assume no. that's why you grew yours long. No, get out of here. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, this guy's he's obviously like he's not well educated. He's not wealthy. He's walking across the street, and these cars are not going anywhere. So there's this, yeah, twenty something. Dude, you know, you could tell he's a white collar worker and he's driving like a little Geely, um, which costs like nine or ten thousand dollars. Okay. Which, you know, to us is like, you know, it's even more of a fucking death trap than your car, your little, you know, phone booth on wheels. But um, anyway, this dude, you know, is well educated and, you know, and he sees the, the peasant about to cross in front of him. And just as the guy steps in front of the car, he, he moves forward like a couple of feet. And he actually hits the guy on the on like the shin, and then you know, and the guy who's trying to cross the streets pissed off. He's like, ah, and you know, the guy, the driver, is just ignoring him, staring straight ahead. So the the, the peasant came around. <laughs> this, the car doesn't even have doesn't even have air conditioning, so the window's down. It's hot as fuck, and like the peasant's like kind of yelling, like, hey man, like you know, why did you like I was, you know, you hit me, you hit me. So the guy's just sitting there holding the wheel, staring straight ahead. Then all of a sudden he turns and slaps him. No way! Now, let me tell you, it's a bad idea to do this if somebody's standing outside your window and you're inside a car. Mm -hmm. You know, you shouldn't slap somebody. Like it was a really hard slap, like a Will Smith type of slap, like a Well, big... okay, so, so he's sitting down <laughs> and he's slapping across his body and he's a fucking small dude too. So right. like it's not hard in the sense, <laughs> it was as hard as he could make it under the circumstances, but it's not, you know, Will Smith, right. right? So I'm just visualizing him like sitting. So anyway, like this this dude who's outside the car gets slapped. He's like, and he just starts like you know like punching into the car. So then, absolutely bizarre and stupid move number two. Well, I guess number three if you include the I'm not going to let you cross in front of my car for no reason at all um, as a stupid move. The the driver starts opening the car door to get out to like fight. So he's opening the car door, he puts one leg down on the ground. And now this is how you know how shitty 
these geelies are made. The peasant's <laughs> like, oh, yes. I'm just going to slam the fucking door into your shin. But no way. It's made out of plastic. The door's made out of plastic. Like, it doesn't break the guy's shin. Like, any normal car. The door you just around. Like, you would have just, like, shattered the guy's shin like a real car. But anyway, he's, like, slamming the guy's shin. The guy's he's... able to get out of the car. And then this was a total feature of Sean, like, the whole thing with, like, Shanghai men, like, in China, they're kind of looked down upon for being very feminine. You see them fight all the time, and it's just windmill slaps. So here oh come the windmill God, slaps, and then the cops show up. And anyway, it was good fun watching it. But when I saw that, I'm like, wow. That guy was slamming the car door into this dude's shin, and it didn't even phase a guy who I'm going to tell you was not the roughest-looking dude I've ever seen. So, Does he, does he look rougher? Oh, you, should, yeah. you should see the yeah. fucking doors yeah. on the Fred, Range Rover. Fr Freddie could totally flex on his teeth. Freddie could wow. absolutely flex on his teeth. Yeah. So it's like part yeah, So he was probably <laughs> above above average height for oh. an Asian lady. Okay, okay. Speaking of which, uh, with your recent travel to Vietnam, did he have any uh, special requests this time? I know you're always sorting out these no, he did not. special requests for him when he travels he places. I was no? just happy that he got there. You mean, like, the special, the special, oh, yeah? masseuse, the special masseuse? You mean, like, no, no, like no I don't know what it <laughs> The pillow, like, you know, he turns up at hotels. Do you have my special pillow? Like, it's... I brought the pillow with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, actually, but I gotta tell you, the Park Hyatt, the Park Hyatt Saigon, their service is so good. It is so good. Not only did they, they figure out my visa thing, because I actually didn't have a letter that I was supposed to have, they were able to get me a letter in 45 minutes when, huh. you know, like, Honestly, you, you never told me I needed that letter. You no. said, get the $60. Why told me you didn't need it. Well, maybe you could have checked. He's you gotta check the checkers. Yeah, well, so, I... in, so anyway, they, they sorted that out before I even left. That was great, but, so... Just, you know, I left the pillow there. I'm not going to bring it back. It came compressed and whatever. Yeah, I left it there. So they emailed me like, oh, dear Mr. Block, we have found a pillow. Would you like us to hold it until your next visit? I'm like, really? Wow. Like, if it's not too much trouble to keep track of it, okay. So they supposedly are going to do that. Dude, I, I got to tell you, I think they Vietnam has really it. sold you. <laughs> Because if it was a Chinese hotel that said, they'd be like, absolutely fucking not. Of course they're not going to hold the pillow. But Vietnam, you're like, oh, yeah, of course they're going to hold it in my special place I know, when Carson comes back. But that's I mean, good to know. Well, it's a, look, it's a great loyalty program, right? True. What about... Like, we'll hold on to your shit until you come back. You could you could do that with the princes. I mean, you have probably bought I know. Left I know. more princes... <laughs> I'm like, what do you want me to do with the printer? And, and he has, like, he all that, like, you know. Very specific requirements. It cannot be a wireless printer. It just must leave it be, for them. I'm yeah. like, huh. Yeah. It, it, right, it has to be the kind that connects by USB because it's wireless. It has to be laser. It has to be, like, like, laser. like, all this shit. <laughs> no, the I, color. I like to think that I'm contributing to the education of yeah, the children of the, of the housekeeping staff. I think you are singly responsible for HP actually beating numbers <laughs> ever at any point in history. Like, because they're like, oh, seems a... Uh, yeah, that'll be the Carson Block bump. Uh, we've got another six printers out this quarter, and cartridges and all sorts so uh yeah look if carson is staying in one of your hotel rooms there'll be a printer left if you look hard enough that's true mm. um so look while you're away it wasn't just interns and, and fun stuff uh move some business ideas forward now um puba is uh not progressed as i want masa is not 
returning my calls, even though Adam Newman's able to raise money again, so that's pretty fucked up. Um, you got to change your look. Because as far as Moss is concerned, Adam Newman had that look first, and he, and he wants it back. Okay, fair. Well, look, guys, I'm wearing shoes today, yeah. so I'm making progress, A16Z, if you're interested. But um, a friend of mine actually pinged me, and um, it turns out that someone has gotten a little bit closer to the Puba idea. Um, it's swimming pool rental. The, I can't remember the, the name of the app, but basically you like you know put your pool on an app and people kind of pay to come around and use it and uh i think that's fucking disgusting right. <laughs> i know because i think like to use it for swimming or as a bathroom right so like you know that's the thing right i'm i'm thinking like you know oh so you wow uh, oh fail and set sail fail oh man so uh California. <laughs> so, so I think that's like kind of Sorry. fucking disgusting because, like, you know, obviously you're gonna turn up, like, you know, being like, oh, uh, you're like, yeah, I'm here to use the the pool, and they're like, you don't have your swimming trunks, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, bud, I'm still paying to use the pool, and Puba hasn't been invented yet. And then, like, the other thing is, what if someone's like, you know, skinny dipping or like you know making out in the pool like doing some really weird shit i think it's that's what chlorine is for <laughs> so so anyway i think like maybe if people are prepared to do this you could come swim in the pool first do a little puba later no one's gonna notice or just for shits and giggles do the caddy shack thing and throw a baby ruth in there <laughs> oh, that's true yeah, yeah you remember uh, that yeah right? yeah um so that's that's one business idea that's moved forward, but um, lo and behold, there is a novel, brand new business idea, and it's kind of a COVID recovery play as well. So I had lunch with a pretty well-known activist short seller who I think for the now wants the talent to remain anonymous, but- um, Well, you never told me how he knew you were in New York or vice versa. You know, he bumped into someone who was like, oh, so-and-so's in New York. And I was like, oh, so I messaged him. I was like, oh, I hear you're... Uh, okay, it's not a good story. Not that. a good story, yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> not like, yeah, I met him at a bondage dungeon or something. Like a cool story, like if we worked in regular finance. Um, but um, anyway, so... VC. Uh, VC. Oh, yeah. no. Well, just that one Sequoia partner, but he's not a partner anymore. I mean, I love, you know, like he left her on the floor leaving. Yeah, from anal sex. <laughs> Anyways, so um, we got chatting. I can't remember what it was, and then um, he was like, "Yeah, you know, um, yeah, like uh, Joseph." I was like, "Oh yeah, like you know the musical." And then he started to like, "Oh Joseph, Joseph and Sons," and he was like, "Oh, how'd you know that?" I'm like, "Dude, it's a." And if I were there, like it, both of you guys would have me lost. Yeah, but... again. Because you don't know anything culturally <laughs> significant, but um, you know, he, he was like, "Oh, so like, what did you know?" Like, yeah, you're really musical. I was like, "Yeah, not really. I'm pretty." Your tight people down. are so musically. Yes, talented. exactly. So there I was, and he was like, "Yeah, I uh, I was like in a choir, and then I did this, and actually, like, you know, my family's pretty musical." And I was like, "All right, well, I played the violin and the drums, and it got me thinking." Short seller the musical because actually. Short sellers are a pretty interesting bunch as like a group of characters. Now, are I, they though? You know, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. 
if you go to like a finance event mm. in New York, all right, mm -hmm. it's some of the coolest fucking like best looking people you've ever seen. It's literally oh. like I was you know, at the wrong. I, I work for Citigroup. So like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, they're like third tier, so yeah. that's why. So. Exactly. They, they don't get the first tier um, looks. Um. Yeah, but like you know, like all these fucking like you know. Guys, they look like they're like you know Louis Bacon. I mean, that guy looks like his jaw was like made from like the same stone as David. They're just like fucking <laughs> handsome, right? So um, I'll tell him you said that. You should. I yeah. once uh, shared a ski he'll, instructor he'll, with him. He'll, he'll find it creepy, but yeah. Yeah, or it'll be a real boost for him. So anyway, you look at a short seller event, and there is one every year where um you know someone rents out AT and T Field, and um I got to tell you. It does not look like a group of models and athletes. It's probably more akin to describe it as like from a distance, you could say it's like some sort of like support group of some kind yeah. for like yeah. an ailment. We're, we're not a cool looking group of people, but like a like, motley crew. Right, but like some really interesting stories, like, you know, fun characters, a lot of humor. Like I, I think it would make a great fucking musical I'm thinking this is something we could work on together because uh, you actually have a background in this, right? True. You. Uh, well, what, what is what is your story background? I don't. Uh, it's really nothing that interesting. I'm just a, a theater major. I mean, it's more interesting than how he came to like sit down with this guy to have dinner. So, <laughs> you know, go ahead. Like the bar is pretty low. No, no. No, I mean, I, I'm a theater major, and maybe you have a possible. Okay. Maybe. So I mean, you're you thinking like you'd star in it, you'd direct, you'd do the music. I do the music for it. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Let's let's. All right. We didn't plan this conversation out at all. No. So I want to ask you, what part does Ben Axler play? Oh. That's, okay. See, that's... Is he musical? Just looking at Ben, I'd assume not. Um, if. I think um, Ben's character would just be a beige wardrobe, and it would just be there. And okay. He wouldn't really think about yeah. it. Now what, about, now, what about Soren? Soren. These are good it's questions. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> we know I'm not musical. Yeah. Would Soren be? Would Soren be musical? Um, well, if Ben is I mean, a beige wardrobe, is Soren like, you know, something red? Um, it's a good question. I think. Is Soren something red? Soren could be, um, do you remember that Adams Family thing? Uh, the, just the kind of, was it red, like a Cousin It or something? The kind yes, of just red it. hair thing? Oh. Yeah, I think that could be Soren's kind okay. of character. Um, look, modestly, I, I like the idea of um, James Franco playing me and just being naked the whole time. I think that, uh, <laughs> no, no particular reason. I just, I just think that'd be good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what, what what do you see your your role being in this? Non-musical, strictly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not on I'm not on this train, man. The okay. whole like you know, you short selling so? short sellers musical. No, okay. man. I, I I didn't play the violin. I you know I don't what? I don't know what what was the what was the name of the thing you were did whatever. But you're that, good at Joseph? rapping. You don't Joseph, know. I, I don't know what that is. You're a good rapper. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can rap. He okay. can rap. You can do some rapping. Okay. Yeah. I'll, He's I'll, a good rapper for a white yeah. guy. I'll, I'll drop for a some white of that guy. Shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, people said the same. Pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah. 
I didn't say that. All the girls say. Yeah. <laughs> this okay. is where the dishiness begins. Mm, yeah. And it never ends. It never yeah. ends, actually. Well, anyway, from all douchiness. Yes. What about the HSBC guy talking about climate risk? <laughs> all right. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> I mean, well, what, what were your thoughts on that? <laughs> segue to it. Yeah, it's, it's just, it, it, you didn't make it so I obvious you were reading the board when you did that. You know, do, like, do, do you know what it reminds me of? Did you ever see the Ali G film where they're doing the interview and he goes, what about the NASA? <laughs> and he's like, do you mean the NHS? Yeah, the NASA. <laughs> you have to read it. Don't okay. worry. Well, yeah. No, Ali G, that stuff is great. I love when he went to the UN and he's, you know, he's like, Oh, Michael Jordan sits here. Like, no, that's Jordan the country. And then, then, like, you know, after he looks at the, the placards for these different countries, he's like, but for real, why all these crap countries get a say? And, like, you know, and lo and behold, we would, a couple decades later, have, as the leader of the United States, somebody who echoed that exact sentiment, but took it to the next level. Yeah. With a shithole country. True. Hmm. Um, but anyway, like back to you know the HSBC. So no, but this was this was this was truly awesome. Like this was so subversive, it was great. So there was a uh, the FT put on a conference a couple of weeks ago about I guess like climate change and finance, and this guy who's got somehow it must have been handed to him involuntarily um get the role of cio something like cio of sustainability or chief sustainability <laughs> officer at hsbc he gets up there and he's and he's like look i'm going to explain to you why why climate change is not a financial risk okay like that's the point of this conference and you know so and so from deloitte who was just up here was talking about it and gordon brown earlier like i get that you don't get airtime. People don't pay attention to you unless you sound hyperbolic. But really, this has gone off the deep end. It's like, so, you know, let's look at this here. What we're talking about in terms of relative risks is like, Target just dropped 25% last week because they missed numbers, okay? It had nothing to do with climate change. That's a financial risk. And so he just lays into this. And then he also talks about how when when these, uh, you know, when all of these bodies, um, you know, produce these estimates that banks are going to be, you know, underwater in their loan portfolios, you know, no pun intended. CS could only dream of that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like CS is not going to, you know, live long enough to see climate change, like, make a dent. I mean, just to be clear. But, um, but he said what they always do is they always assume this really low rate of return on the fixed income portfolios. He's like, it's pretty easy to like destroy a bank if you take away all of its fixed income returns in its portfolio. But it was it was just brilliant. But of course, then like the you know the climate woke mobs came for him and HSBC HSBC suspended him, um, which is probably just like a you know like a pit stop on the way to getting fired. And I was saying like I, I wish we had budget. Like I would hire this guy as our chief climate economist. It's just. It was just so beautifully subversive and I'm not like opposed to the climate, but you know, it's just, it was kind of all though. 
I mean, you're just about to take delivery of a new car that's not super fuel efficient. I mean, I just took delivery. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you already I got, got it. it. The oh, okay. Cayenne Turbo. Yeah, yeah. What, are, what are you doing, like, miles to the gallon, like, four? It seems like it. I filled it up on, <laughs> I filled it up on Monday, and somehow just driving maybe about 20 miles so far, I've gone through, I think, about an eighth of a tank. So, um, are, you, are you doing that thing that, that I do a little bit where, like, maybe this is just because I am a bit of a deckhead, like, because the car's powerful, you're like, okay, how quickly can I get off the lights and get up to 35 miles an hour and then slow down? Well, of course. I mean, what's, <laughs> what's the point of having, like, a 500, yeah. you know, 50 horsepower car if you don't My do that? My wife fucking hates it. Nah. Well, so I've, I've got two kids. My daughter loves that. And <laughs> my son's like, why did you do that? <laughs> For this exact reason, <laughs> you know, he's always telling me how much like money I waste on cars, and it's just you know like I don't know. Man. Pales in comparison compared to his education. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you want to know the real like <laughs> use of money around here? It's fucking having you two. Exactly. Uh, cool. Well, um, from the real world, the real world into the metaverse. Yeah. So, um, I read this article the other day in uh, Business Insider, and Business Insider does have some excellent journalism. Like, they, they do break some interesting stuff. But like otherwise- this one. Well, okay, but otherwise, like, Business Insider is a lot of pandering to Gen Z, right? Like, Gen Z porn. So, I mean, almost every story that I get a notification from on my phone, because I have the app, is uh, about, like, the great resignation. But, few days ago they had this article about um, a researcher a female researcher mm -hmm. who went into the metaverse the same first time you know puts on the oculus and goes in the metaverse to conduct research <laughs> I'm sorry I don't know how to feel about this article okay like so she <laughs> maybe this part needs to be cut I don't know she's in the metaverse for a few minutes and she basically gets like you know raped in virtual reality in the metaverse. Did you really. read it? Sexually assaulted. I've not been in the metaverse. And so oh it then God. said that this has happened to a few other female researchers. Like they were all researchers, and I'll explain mm -hmm. why in a moment. Like I totally believe that. Over the past like blah months, ever since they they launched Meta. So is are they going in like you know when the press like go in a conflict area they wear like press on the flat jackets? Yeah, I are don't they, know where they are. They going in like is that so avatar, avatar research? And like all the other like, like male avatars avatar are like look, look. well no because they they go into female avatars I right guess. I mean yeah. I'm assuming okay. yeah so all right but but the thing is in so reading the description <laughs> that this one woman you know was the subject of the article you know she made it sound like it was kind of traumatic because <laughs> like you know that her her like controller is vibrating like oh my god she's like she was confused you know, physically like has physical contact with, <sighs> with one of these people or like not people like avatars but. <laughs> let's call a spade a spade here right like there are very 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 few people on the planet who are using the metaverse and have yeah. oculus okay well, I well now i have to go <laughs> I'm like, well yeah well it break, i finished that it, article it, and it, I'm breaks, like... it breaks down into two categories okay the 0.02 percent category is researchers mm -hmm. then the <laughs> the 99. 98% category is angry incels. I mean, who the fuck else is going to be an early adopter of this fucking thing besides angry incels? All right, now, 
like, I think there should be red flag laws for guns in this country. Yes. And if you're like, whoa, 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 how do we figure out who to put on that list? Those guys. <laughs> Every fucking dude who has bought an Oculus and uses this shit is like the first go on the red flag list. I mean, you know, so anyway. I, but it's just like, uh, yeah, what more do you need to research? And they, and and they had, I wouldn't mind. They had like the creepiest ad, right? Facebook like put that it, like It wasn't, it wasn't super... creepy. So, oh, I don't well, see the ad. Creepy. So. So they were getting hit with all this bad publicity, right? The Wall Street Journal had that series of articles from a whistleblower about how they had done this research on how Instagram is ruining the lives of teenage girls, and they just decided that Facebook, like, oh, well, bad idea to do that research. And so Wall Street Journal started breaking this. And then the next week, you know, Facebook's in full-on damage control mode. It's like, just change the name. We're now meta. You know, so it's like, okay, you know, when you go, you know, hopefully people will forget we were ever called Facebook. <laughs> and, you know, when you Google Meta, you're not going to find these articles anymore. But then they put together these commercials for the Metaverse. And they were the lamest fucking thing, right? They, they've got four, like, young, cool, non-incel looking people. I think two girls, two <laughs> guys. Researchers. You know, and they're just, yeah, like, yeah, two researchers and, you know, two, like, future incels. And, um, you know, they're just sort of like, bobbing their head to some non-existent <laughs> music as they're filming and looking around. And, you know, like, they're just and all these... you say you're not musical. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's, good, that's better than your head nodding. Like, we should show highlights of that in your, you know, past yeah. Muddy Waters video no. clips. But anyway, so then, you know, they, they play some music, you know, in the commercial, and they end with the slogan, this is going to be fun. And I'm like, this is, this is so obvious, right? Like, Facebook is probably the most capable marketing company that has ever existed in the entire history of humanity. And the slogan is, this is going to be fun. Right. Like, you know that Mark Zuckerberg is like, change the fucking name. Like, what do you want? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Meta. And so they're like, you know, like, okay, well, we're going to make the commercial quickly. Yeah, go make the commercial. Mark's like taking a shit, you know, like wiping his ass. Like, uh, Mark, what's the slogan? <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh this is gonna be fun. I don't know. Like, that's what made it in there. So I, I think the question is, should they have had like a little disclaimer? You know, like in the infomercials, like for they had like diabetes, and then like the rest of it's like really horrible disclaimer. Should there be a little disclaimer? Like research has shown this is actually gonna be pretty rapey. Like that's that's the question. You know? Yeah. Should've... Well, is it more rapey or more incelly? I think it's more, more incelly because yeah, because like the you know, like the researchers hardly show up. You know? True. I mean, but then how many of these incels like show up in the female avatars just to get raped? Like, no, I'm serious. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a, a good like, question. That's an incel move, right? When these dudes play video games and they're always like the, like the hot female avatar, hmm. that's also a total incel move. Hmm. Then one woman said that, you know, her voice was recorded and this guy was jerking off or whatever. And I'm like, how does she even know why, that? Why like, was her voice recorded? I don't know. I don't know like that. Dude, no doesn't mean no in the metaverse. You might as well just not say shit. Like, hit the power button, you know? Like, disconnect the fucking cable. I don't know. Like, it's not, it's not like, it's not like real world sexual assault. Right. Just no, stop right. treating it like it is. I guess that, no, that, was, I mean, that was how I felt about the whole thing. You know, it's just. And then know, someone was like, this affects our human rights. I mean, the article is, I'm sorry, it's hilarious. I mean, like, right. what, what is happening? Avatars. I know, They're fucking graphics, I know you that's know? what's I mean, so it's, great. I mean, you know, PS, right? Like, going back to as soon as they were able to network video games and you have these massive multiplayer games, I mean, 
you know, they're like people are shooting each other and like you yeah. know, chainsawing each other's limbs off. I mean, like this is not <laughs> more right. offensive than right. you know being like shot in the head. I mean, if if that's not yeah. traumatizing enough, like or if that's not traumatizing, I don't know. Like I, I feel like this is a little bit too much. You what do you think? Like a yeah. You know, just a little too much complaining on this one. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the world has not been any better of a place since you left for Vietnam. But um, before we wrap up, I, uh, I was feeling kind of bad the other week. You know, you mentioned it was your birthday. We've worked together for a long time. And I hadn't gotten you anything. And it's you didn't. Actually, you weren't behind the DOJ indicting Bill Huang on my birthday. You didn't tell them that was. I didn't, and uh, I, I, I wasn't, and um, you know, and I'm just there thinking, like, all right, is that the best I can do for a birthday present? Bill Huang being indicted, and it's it's actually your wife's birthday as well today. So I thought, like, oh, I can tie this all in and, and get you guys both presents. So I'm I'm gonna head off now to go and uh, get the present. I'll uh, I'll be back in a moment. Okay, well, it's instantaneous while yeah. you leave, and we'll just cut this part out. I thought he had it. Huh, he's not prepared at all. Uh, so you know what it is. <laughs> okay, I'm, gu I'm guessing this is Robbie Williams. Okay. He's not guessing, he loves the song. That's Everyone what's so funny. Everyone loves this song. I know, but he won't admit it. It's the greatest fucking song. He won't admit it. You don't like the song. You're like, who the fuck is he? By the way, I brought, brought Robbie Williams up in Vietnam. Even they didn't know who the fuck he was. Well, how do they know? That's... <laughs> that's, uh... That's not for you. That's... That's, that's for yeah. my life. Yeah. Okay. All right, so... All right, well... Really... Um, I'm for you. Thank you. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. It's, there's more. It just blended in with the wrapping beat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, man. All right. So, yeah. Uh, wait a second. This is Roger Moore playing James Bond. Yeah, that is it, Robbie. That's Robbie fucking Williams. Is it? Oh my god, I thought this shit. How does this guy get, how does this guy get laid, like, like a rock star? I mean, I can see him getting laid, Look like, in a hotel bar. Look at how fucking handsome that guy is. But he's not a rock, this is a rock star? Are you fucking kidding me? No, 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 no. This is a rock star? He's fucking, he's, he's an mean, entertainer. This, this is his concert t-shirt, and he's wearing, he's wearing, Angela. well, that was his last and concert. He's, and he's wearing a suit and a bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, like, that is cutting edge shirt. couture, Carson. Now you're going to upset him. Well, well, um, <laughs> thank you. Um, I expect to see you both wearing them together at our karaoke event next week. And do we have a karaoke event next week? Yes. Yeah. For reals? We yes. Do. Is my father For coming? Potentially. Does, is oh. he, does he do that? Well, no. <laughs> but, but he's arriving today, so I'm just kind of wondering if that's part of the plan. Yeah. I'm meeting somebody who's far less musical than I am. <laughs> huh. Nice. All right, well, All right, well on, on that note, um, again, if you can't smash and grab or otherwise swim with the big dogs, just fail and set, set sail. sail. Nice. Cheers.